You're listening to UX Podcast, a monthly podcast from Stockholm, Sweden, with James Rowe Lawson and Per Axel. Moving the conversation beyond UX. Okay, so welcome to uh, part three of the pilot episode. So what now? And I'm James Rowe Lawson, and you are Per Axel. So, so what now? <laughs> What's the next steps? What are we gonna, how are we going to yeah. use everything that we learned at UXLX uh, in our work as consultants, Per? Well, uh, I know I have a, done a long list of stuff I'm going to use. Uh, I know that you... <laughs> we're actually going to do the info around. That was going to start with my thing. Yeah, yours. But I was actually going to actually hand it over to you. But I was oh, like, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I interrupted. <laughs> oh. I wanted to reroute that into... Because we were talking a lot about in the other episodes, or the other parts of this uh, pilot episode, uh, how you are not a UX person and, and your experience yeah. of the whole conference and coming into that community and that world of... Actually, just talking about it from a usability perspective. Exactly. You said, you said, not a UX person, that's what I said. But as you've pointed out this last week, then I am a UX person. I just don't yes. label myself mm. as one. And, and I went into the conference with that, with that open question mm. to myself. Do I need to start labeling James Roy Lawson as UX consultant or whatever part it is? Mm. Or, or is it okay with saying you know, web manager or web strategist mm. like I've been doing? And um, I've basically come to the conclusion that yeah, you know, I, I feel I feel secure in calling myself a web manager, and I don't need to use the UX label because mm. we've what we found is that we've we've won the buzzword. We talked about buzzwords earlier with awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Another buzzword from the um, or drinking game um, bingo word or whatever um, from the, the conference was silos. I think there wasn't there wasn't a single workshop or talk mm. that didn't talk about the need to break down the silos. Yeah. And Hence the subtitle of this podcast, mind you. Yeah, well, yeah, for the whole series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, so what, what what I saw was that there was a UX conference with loads of really really clever and you know great UX people talking about it, and they were all saying that we really need to break out of our silo. People don't understand us. Pe- people need to learn that UX is mm. the the holy truth. Mm. And how do we do this? Mm. And for me, I'm saying, well, hold on. You're saying that we've got to break down all the other silos, um, but they basically don't understand that UX is yeah. the correct silo. Mm. So we're, we're building up one yeah. silo and saying break down the others. And that's exactly. not right. We've got to build an umbrella across all of these mm. things to make sure that all these bits work mm. together. Exactly. And so what we're saying is that UX should not be a silo. It should be something that is spread out across all the other different uh, types of work we do for our clients. Yeah. I mean, in some aspects, UX actually is a little bit more important than others. <laughs> But well, yeah, nice but, to hear you say that. Yeah, but that's because I've still got my UX yeah. hat on from last week. I mean, ask me in a few weeks and I'll maybe have my SEO hat on and I'll, I'll say, oh, God damn, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> but uh, what about yours, LaPay? You, well, you, you've got a, quite, we've got a whiteboard in front of us here with some of our notes for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And there's quite a long list of do more. So yeah, I have a do more column and a do less column. And... Um, well, we we start with the do less column because that actually, actually just that, about yeah that. that ties on to you. We're gonna stop talking so much about UX uh, based on the fact that that is one silo only, and we need to talk about experience probably in, in a broader sense. Uh, but moving on, <laughs> um, well, what what we mentioned in the part one was that we really loved the workshop with uh, Russ Unger uh, and. That was the guerrilla research. Guerrilla right? research methods. And basically, it's it's one of these things where you actually have to realize that you have to do sometimes stop designing, stop thinking so much, and just go out and learn from the people you're designing for. Uh, and you can do that in a really simple way, by just going out there and talking to them. 
And tying on to that uh, is remote testing, uh, which a lot of people actually talked about. Mm. And, uh, and there's we, a lot of links and tips yeah. to tools and things mm. uh, for remote testing. And I think remote testing is interesting in the sense that you it's easier to actually contact people and have them. You don't have to get them to a specific place to do, to do testing. But also, you've got them in their home. You've got them in the, their normal place of, well, based on the fact that uh, you probably hope that they're using this, the, 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 whatever you're testing in, in their homes. If that's the case, then you've got them in their context, in, in their homes, uh, and you, they'll probably perform in a more, well, natural normal, way. natural way, exactly. Well, the, the, the thing would be, well, I think you've got to be a little bit careful with all this um, guerrilla research or quick research methods. You've got to understand what it is you, you, you're getting out the end of it. Yeah. Um, Russ said, and we talked about it earlier, that you can't, you can't replace the, the full-blown research with these guerrilla methods. Mm. They're, they're, they're a way of getting you off your ass and, and, and doing something instead mm. of waiting for, you know, talking mm. so much about decision. The example we give when we're talking pre-recording um, about um, recruiting and doing focus. Right, yeah. Focus, little mini focus mm. interviews, whatever, on the telephone, that um, we have problem recruiting, problem mm. getting clients to give people to contact. Mm. Whereas, you know, you might spend... Five hours doing that, the cost of five thousand run or whatever. Whereas mm. you could actually contact, you could outsource it mm. to a recruiting company and mm. get your five people, and then you've got the same cost, but you've took the decision quickly. Mm. So a guerrilla research method is quick decisions. Exactly. Which that was that was a good take on. Mm, I love that. And uh, if you follow my blog, you'd realize that I use a lot of comics in my work. But I went to Kevin Cheng's workshop, and I will be doing a lot more comics actually. And uh, more and more for my clients as well in, in helping them see and communicate ideas and messages that we want to get across both within teams and project teams and to actually to the clients that we're designing for, uh, which will be great fun, I think. I think, and that's, I actually agree with that. I've now, I've now come home with a few, you know, a whole lot of pens. In fact, I think I stole a few of them from Russ mm -hmm. in his workshop and mm -hmm. ended up in my bag. Sorry, mm -hmm. Russ. Um, and I, I've, I'm now saying that I, I need to be better at remembering to sketch things. Mm. Um, you know, in all kinds of contexts. I think the facilitating thing we've got down on the list yeah. here as well. That I, I, I love the suggestion that we can, and it came up in a few workshops. Mm. Um, Leah's strategic UX one is one of them, where you could you could meet with the manager's stakeholders and get them to do six ups, mm. uh, six, up, six up sketches as, a, as an icebreaker mm. at the beginning to try and get the. The, the, the red routes or the, the um, top tasks mm. or, or, or key you know, things you need to do on a website out of the system exactly and on the paper mm. from day one instead of fighting with it mm. until the very end and then having to change it. Mm. Of course, it may be hard stuff to actually get managers to start drawing and sketching on paper, but I think it's really, really worth it if you, if you get to that mm. point. <laughs> uh, another favorite of mine was Stephen Anderson who has these mental notes cards based on psychology and uh, human behavior. Did and you get all 14? Oh, uh, now we, yeah, that was, it was, we had a trading game actually, so we had to find all 14 cards. Uh, we got one card, 14 uh, uh, versions of the, of the same card. 13. 13, actually. Mm. And then we had to find, yeah, the full deck is actually 52 cards, uh, but if we, if we got them all during the conference, we got a, a, uh, an extra card, which is not part of the one you can buy online, so we now have a card that you cannot find anywhere else 
so if you want to buy that from me, name a price. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got my 14th card by basically jumping off Steve in the foyer of the oh, yeah. drunk at two in the morning. He sat there uploading <laughs> a chapter of his book and I said, Steve, I want my card. He kind of sits back a bit and kind of pulls his hand in his jacket and says, here, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> and he never did manage to upload his chapter of no, his book. <laughs> no. But I did, I did feel a little bit bad when I upstairs. Oh, I offered to use my 3G oh. connection, but he, he, I think he'd gone, he'd gone to bed by then. Um, you were, I interrupted you with the cards. No, that's fine. That's fine. That was actually one final concrete uh, recommendation and point that uh, one takeaway from Stephen Anderson is I, I saw him use a lot of form uh, images in his forms. Uh, like if you have a rage button that says yes, no, you could have an image of a person looking happy with the yes and looking unhappy when you answer no, which makes the form more fun and makes it the incentive to actually answer that form is is higher based on the fact that people just uh, feel comfortable with images and find them more fun. There were lots of those aspects with forms that I'm going to use a lot in the, in the design and work I do for my clients. Sorry about yeah. I'm going to chop oh, off no. because we're we, finishing. We babbled for half an hour oh, already. Yeah. Um, so um, that's it for the yeah. pilot episode of UX Podcast. Um, we hope you've enjoyed it <laughs> and um, we'll promise we'll be better next time. And, um, we will get better. <laughs> um, make sure you. Um, yeah, click on the subscribe mm. um, button or icon or whatever we've got on the website and yeah. uh, follow us. And we'll we'll post some links there as well that we mentioned in the in the in the show. Thank you. And yeah. um, see you next time. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to part three of this UX podcast episode with freelance consultants James R. Lawson and Per Axel. For more information or to subscribe to this podcast, visit uxpodcast.com. <laughs>